What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my inaugural uh, solo, that's right, Fredro Flying Solo uh, episode of Birdland BS. Uh, I am your your host and your only host moving forward, uh, Fred Donahue, and catch you guys up a little bit on some things. Uh, obviously, there's been some changes with the, uh, the hosting of the show. Uh, Matt is has chosen to go uh, with other endeavors, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, he's, you know, still a good friend of mine and uh, appreciate everything that he's done to help me get this podcast kind of off the ground and started because without him, uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I would have never done on my own and would have been able to do on my own, um, and, you know, the, the banter that we kind of had back and forth uh, was a lot of fun, and I'll miss him. Uh, but moving forward, this is the voice you're going to have to fall in love with. Uh, it's maybe not the best voice in the world, but hey, uh, I'm going to give it my best shot. Uh, today uh, is kind of a, a special episode outside of this being my first solo show. Uh, this is an episode I thought would be really important uh, for the NFL season uh, as being a prediction show. And later on in the show, I will have uh, my friend uh, Ryan Hewitt on to kind of go over some predictions, what we think is going to happen with the Ravens this year, uh, what we think is going to happen in the NFL. Uh, It's always fun talking with Ryan, so I'm sure that'll go well. Um, But yeah, I just... Kind of wanted to let you all know that uh, th- this is this is going to be different for me. So so bear with me a little bit and uh, understand that there's going to be some some adjustments uh, with me not having somebody to uh, go back and forth with. But uh, hey, look, this is a really strong passion of mine. Sports is something I don't have any problems talking uh, about, and I could talk to anybody. So filling the air for a few minutes with. Uh, nonsense is, uh, not going to be a problem with me. Um, so before we get into the prediction show, I guess I'll talk to you a little bit about baseball. Cause I, I can tell you now the majority of the show is going to be about football. Um, but kind of want to talk a little bit about the Orioles and the state of where they're at, uh, with things right now. Uh, tonight they got or today. There was an afternoon game got shelled, uh, by the by the Yankees uh, and lost, I believe it was nine to nothing. Uh, stopped watching or stopped listening to it uh, after it got seven to nothing. It's it's a shame to see uh, Gosman hit a bump in the road like he did. You know, I listened to the post game uh, conference with Buck Showalter and Buck. I love him to death, but he's real quick to defend his players no matter what the situation is. Uh, he's not a guy that's gonna throw anybody under the bus or make anybody sound bad. You know, it's, it's funny to listen to him kind of justify some of the the things that, that Kevin did today. Look, Kevin just wasn't on his game. Uh, he made some bad pitches, made some bad mistakes that good hitters, uh, made him pay for. And if you're going to be a top of the rotation type pitcher, you can't make those mistakes. And right now with it being the playoff push, you know, you were opening day starter number one. 
Uh, so we're relying on you. The team's relying on you to step up and, and you have, you know, he's done pretty well, uh, his last, you know, six or seven starts. Uh, but this was a big one, you know, you're fighting for the wild card, which right now the Yankees hold the number one wild card spot and you're, you're not too far out of it, but these are games at the end of the year when you've got 20 some left to play, you've got to win. Um, and it was nice, you know, I was at the game the other night uh, when it was pouring down rain and they didn't start until 9.15. Uh, a friend of mine through work invited me to his suite. So it was uh, it was a hell of a game being in the uh, suite level and getting to enjoy all the accom- uh, accommodations of the suite and the free food and free drinks. But uh, I sat there for two hours before the first pitch and it didn't look good uh, in the beginning. Uh, as you know, the, the Orioles had one bad inning. I want to say they gave up six runs, uh, in either the third or fourth inning that game. Uh, but to watch the bats do what they do, you know, they started homering one after the other, uh, and slowly got back into it. And then of course, Mr. You know, prime time himself, um, you know, last at bat and what's he do his third walk off home run. Manny Magic, uh, his third walk-off home run, mind you, in a span of 19 days, I think they said. It was maybe 20. Uh, pretty impressive what this guy's doing, considering how bad a first half he had for Manny. Um, to really see him kind of turn things around uh, has been has been great. Um, you know, and, and it, that's never been a question mark with this team. This team is always... Uh, been able to hit and you know they'll continue to do so but the pitchers can't rely on that you can't as a pitching staff rely on your team being able to put up seven or eight runs every damn game it's just that's not a winning solution the starting pitchers have got to get beyond the fourth and fifth innings um, and it starts with your top of the rotation Dylan Bundy and and Kevin Gosman. And, you know, they neither one of them had the greatest first half of the year. And they look to start getting things together here in this second half. You know, Bundy, I think the extra rest that he's getting has really paid dividends for him. Uh, but then, you know, he went out and had a bad night the other night. Uh, right after pitching a, a one-hit complete game. So it's like, you know... Dr. Jackal Miss Miss Hyde or, you know, however that saying goes. Um, It's just you got to get consistent production. It doesn't have to be top of the top of the league type production. But, you know, if you can hold your team to three or four runs as a starting pitcher, if you can hold the opposition to three or four runs and get through six innings, get through six innings and turn it over to the bullpen for the last three innings of the game. Chances are with this offense, you're going to win a good majority of your games. It's like I said last week, this, this, this pitching staff doesn't need to be amazing. They just need to be average. They just need to be able to do more than what they're doing right now. And it needs to be on a consistent basis. And I'm hoping that that happens here over the next couple of weeks because that's ultimately what's going to 
make or break this team and get them in or out of the playoffs. Um, and that's really all I have to say in regards to the Orioles right now. Um, we'll check in next week to see how they've done. Uh, you know, they went 7-0 and there to start the homestand and finish, I want to say, 12-7 and twelve and seven over their last 19. Um, you know, which, which isn't bad. You know, 12-7, and seven, I'll take that over 19. But when you've won seven in a row, um, you know, you expect a little bit better result than that. But we'll see. You know, like I said, the next couple of weeks are going to be telling. Um, but I would like to move on to football. And I guess at this point, I'd like to make my call and get my friend Ryan uh, on the line. So let's do that. All right. And as promised, uh, joining me now for the prediction part of the show uh, and joining me via FaceTime, which I guess matters nothing to you guys because I'm the only one that gets to enjoy his beautiful face uh, is my one and only redheaded friend, Ryan Hewitt. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. It's always, always uh, fun having you on and uh, you're always there for me for the, uh, the dramatic times of the year. You were there for the opening day show for baseball and now you're here for the, uh, the opening night of football. So uh, always exciting having you on. So I bring you on for, uh, a, a big purpose one, because you're a, uh, you're a big local sports fan, just like I am. You're a big Ravens fan and Orioles fan. Uh, obviously with the, the NFL kicking off tonight with the, the Pats and the, the Chiefs starting, um, I kind of wanted to get your feel, uh, and put some predictions out there from both of us, uh, on, on what we think and what we expect of the Ravens this year. Uh, you've been keeping up on them through the preseason at all? Uh, a little bit. Um, I kind of backed off of it. You know, Flacco wasn't in there. Um, you really didn't get to see a lot of the offense. I did what I did watch, and what I did see was that the defense looked really good. Absolutely, yeah. That's uh, that's definitely, I guess, been the cornerstone you could really say of this franchise since its existence, and uh, I think via free agency and the draft this year, they've done a really, really good job of, of rebuilding that back up. Um, you know, cause this, this team has always been a run first and, you know, strong defense type of team. That's when we've, we've been at our best anyway. Um, so I'm hoping that kind of continues. Uh, so with that said, I want to get some, uh, some feedback from you. Um, we'll, we'll start, we'll start with the defense. Um, because the defense is is so good, you know, at the front and all the way at the back. Now, uh, let's let's talk about a little bit of, uh, about our defensive MVPs and who we might think that will be for this year. Uh, just talking about Ravens, not talking about the NFL. Just talking about our team defensive MVP. Do you have anybody in mind for for you? Uh, I like the look of uh, Tony Jefferson. I yeah, feel like, you know, he's a new ad. Eric Weddle kind of. What do you want to call that? Wooed him here. Yeah, he did a really good job recruiting him, that's for sure. Um, you know, and I think he's the kind of guy you need. You know, you're going to need some of those um, defensive scores this season to to make things happen because I don't know if the offense is going to be able to pull it together on their own. So I, 
I think Tony Jefferson, in my opinion, has got a good shot at that, you know, MVP title. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that in a, in a way. I mean, I, I think that uh, this is a guy who was an undrafted uh, guy uh, out in Arizona and, uh, you know, really wowed uh, pretty much everybody, uh, you know, throughout the NFL uh, was one of the prized free agents this year was really close to signing with Cleveland, but who the hell wants to go to Cleveland? So I'm glad he came here. Uh, but the, you know, the guy's just getting into the prime of his career and has really, really good years ahead of him. Uh, I think that, uh, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And you know, going back to what I said, not necessarily picks, cause I don't know that he had that many picks, but you know, just offensive, you know, defensive turnovers, you know, let's, let's get the ball back in, in our possession. I, I really just, I don't know. I'm hoping that the defense, what did they used to say? Defense wins championships. Exactly. Uh, you know, hopefully this guy is kind of like the one that brings them back to where they used to be and kind of, I don't know. No, I understand I, what you're trying to say. I mean, it's, it, it goes back to what I was just saying <clears throat> a minute ago. You know, this, this team has always been known as a defensive team. And one yeah. of the struggles over the past few years has been the secondary and I think that they did a really good job through the draft, you know, with, with Humphreys and they found this kid out of nowhere as an undrafted free agent, Jalen Hill, who, who's going to add some, uh, uh, some depth to the roster. They brought back Ladarius Webb. Uh, so, you know, you can kind of use him in a situational type role versus being out there every play, which I think will benefit him because he'll, you know, be able to stay fresh longer. Um, and you pair Jefferson with Weddle. You know that that real that's that's gotta be, if not the best top three safety tandem in the league. Strong duo right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now my thinking as far as the MVP goes, a little different. Um, and what kind of sucks about my pick is that defensive line really doesn't get a lot of love when it comes to voters. So I think. I think my choice is really going to depend on who's voting for this defensive MVP. If it's fan picks, if it's, you know, the, or the guys behind the clipboards, the ones that are really watching the inner workings of the game, because, you know, the Ravens, the Ravens invested a lot of money in Brandon Williams this year. Um, a guy that I didn't think they were going to be able to resign because of the money he was going to demand. Uh, but they did, they, they put the money out there and they were able to get him. So, my pick is Brandon Williams, but what I really think is going to happen is linebacker play uh, is subject to how the defensive line plays, right? So if you've got a really good defensive line, that allows your linebackers to be more mobile and get you know uh, get more tackles and get around the blocks better. So I think because Brandon Williams is going to step up, be the leader that they paid him to be, uh, and be that inside force that you need him to be, I think C.J. Mosley is going to benefit the most from that. So my pick uh, statistically would be C.J. Mosley because he's going to blow up the charts, I think, with tackles this year and even you know increase his sack load, which you don't really expect a ton of sacks from a middle linebacker, but I think he'll be able to do that. Uh, but I really think the real winner uh, and the bread runner of it's going to be Brandon Williams. So I, I, uh, I hope it's Brandon Williams, but I think the voters will go with CJ Mosley because of Brandon Williams. 
right, so you kind of got Brandon Williams as a kind of like unsung hero. Kind yeah, of man. I just, I've loved that guy since day one. Uh, you know, 300 pound plus guy that can do handstands and walk on his hands. Like impre- impressed me right out of the gates in college. Uh, no, but the, the guy, I mean, he makes other defensive linemen around him better. Um, and I, and I think, and I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Cause there's another pick that I want to talk about that I think is going to benefit also, uh, from Brandon Williams, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, right. so let's, uh, let's switch gears and go to the other side of the football, uh, and the offensive side. And let's talk a little bit about our picks for MVP on the offensive side of the ball. Who do you think, and who, who do you see shining this year on the offensive side? Honestly, I have no clue. Uh, but if I got to pick a guy that I'd be rooting for, I'd like to see Brashard Perriman do something. Yeah. Um, I know that he'll be an MVP. I haven't seen him do anything, really. Um, but I'd like to see him have a breakout year. Uh, honestly, you know, we just got Jeremy Macklin. Maybe he could be the MVP. I, I want one of the receivers to be the MVP because I think we need it. You know, I think we need a lot of things, but I. I just kind of want to root for the wide receivers and hope they have a better season than what everybody's thinking. Right. Um, it's definitely not. <laughs> if we go anywhere, I, I think the receivers got to be um, over compensating or I, I'm using the wrong words there again, but you know, I feel like the wide receivers are going to have to outdo what everybody's projecting them to do. Um, and I agree with that. I think I, there's nobody on the offense that really looks like a standout player to me. It's very, you know, mediocre in my opinion. But um, you got Terrence West, you know, Danny Woodhead. Is he even going to play uh, this week? I thought I heard he might. I think he's he, going to play. I mean, it, it, but yeah, you, we'll got, see. you got guys you haven't seen play. You know, all of who you thought were going to be your offensive starters, you know, they're, they're kind of – you haven't seen them, or they're not playing. Flacco, Woodhead, Perryman. Um, it's just—I I don't know where to go with it. So I'm just going to go with Perryman and hope he has a, you know, a breakout year this year. Well, in a, in a way, I, I really hope you're right. Um, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, Flacco lost his top target in in Dennis Pitta. Pitt is gone, so he's got to find somebody that's going to be able to pick up that slack and and the receptions. You know, you've got Steve Smith retiring, who was your number you know number two target behind Pitta. Um, so you lost your two top targets. Who's going to replace that? Now, this is kind of where I'm going to pick the the sad pick um, because I, I really think the team MVP at the end of the year is going to end up being Danny Woodhead. And the reason I say that is because Flacco's so comfortable with the drop down pass with the, you know, the check down and there's no better back in football than Danny Woodhead at being a check down back. And I don't say that with hopes that he's the MVP because I, we need, like you said, we need the wide receivers to step up. We need Brashad Perryman to be that first round pick that he was. Um, you know, we need Mike Wallace to be the downfield threat that he was last year. That needs to continue. And then we need to see the group of tight ends uh, and what they're going to produce, you know, with, with Watson coming back off of an Achilles 
and Max Williams really hasn't done anything in the league yet, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, and then, you know, got Nick Boyle, which there's a lot of promise with Nick Boyle as long as he can stay off the damn roids. You know, he seems to get suspended every other week. Um, so I, it's not, it's not the most favorite pick in the world, but I really think Danny Woodhead is going to see 70 or 80 receptions this year, uh, because Flacco's just so used to throwing to his wide, you know, to his running backs out of the backfield. Um, you seem to be a little distracted, my friend. Is there something going on that I need to know about? I got a four-year-old who won't go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Little Cam Jam. And he's popping in. (laughs) Say hi, Cam, then. Hi. Hi, buddy. Go to bed, please. (laughs) Night-night. Thanks, All right, go tell Mommy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't expect to have two guest hosts. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a nightly ritual. You know, I put him to bed, you know, hug and kiss, and 15 minutes later, sure as <laughs> this kid comes out of the room smirking like... Oh. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I used to be the same way when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I'd always, you know, my parents would put me to bed, and the, I'd creep out. Oh, what are you guys watching? Uh, yeah. Go back to bed. I said exactly what he said. What are you watching? <laughs> Like, yeah, that's exactly what my parents would say. Nothing. It's for adults. Go back to bed. So. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, uh, getting getting back to the Ravens, like I said, it's it's not the the, the most sexy pick with with Woodhead, but I honestly think that uh, you know I want to say that that Flacco is going to be our team MVP and he's going to throw the should, ball over the field. You know, he should be based on pay, but we'll see how that goes. I mean. Maybe he'll have a career year, but I just haven't seen him. It's really hard to make that judgment call when you haven't even seen a guy play. Right, I know, and that's that's the thing with backs. I mean, I'm I'm a six four guy, and I've had back problems my entire life. And look, you know, the littlest of things can spring a back injury. I mean, you could walk the wrong way, step the wrong way, you know, slip in the shower the littlest way and tweak a back. I mean, it really doesn't take much. And this guy. He's an NFL quarterback. You know, you wonder how he's going to react to that to that first hit. You know, is is he going to get hit and get back up and, and get back in the huddle, or is he going to get hit and that's it for the year? Yeah, I think that was a concern for some people. You know, he's not been – that first hit, like you said, he hasn't received. And it sounded like the back issue, they didn't even know what was the root cause of it. They, no. I think he said, I really don't know, and then it was basically like this could have been something that was – lingering and we didn't know about and it just kind of happened so well originally they said it was during workouts like when he first yeah when he first got uh first got hurt he said it they said it was weightlifting okay which makes which makes a lot of sense because i mean literally you you bend the wrong way and pick up something heavy you can throw your back out quick yeah i breathe heavy tie my shoes yeah right and and shoveling snow christ you know how that is you know shoveling snow for 15 20 minutes your back's like what the fuck you know you know but uh speaking of hoping hopeful for a breakout year um that's that's another thing i kind of wanted to touch on was who do you think or who do you hope takes that next step. It's real easy to say Flacco. You know, we all want Flacco to take that next step. But who do you see on the team, or who do you hope on the team, takes that next step and really does have that breakout year? Don't use Perryman again, because we all hope Perryman does again. (laughs) Who do you see having that breakout year? 
Yeah, like you said, I can't use Perryman, but that would have been that's basically how I answered the MVP question. Um, I don't know, uh, Macklin. I, I I really don't know. I it's it's hard for me to say. Um, like I said, we haven't seen a lot of these guys play, so if you have anyone an idea, why don't you go first? And All I'll right. Think- yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, personally, I think one of the 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 things that's kind of um, been a deterrent on this team is the lack of the uh, lack of pass rush, and I saw a lot of good things out of Matt Judon last year as a rookie. Um, and he's obviously going to get a hell of a lot more playing time this year. And with the defensive line depth that we have, uh, I can really see him stepping up and having a big sack year, like a, a you know a double digit type sack year, uh, which is what we need because we need to get more pressure on the quarterbacks to help our back end out. Um, between him and another guy, kind of unsung that uh, you'll be hearing a lot from. And he kind of reminds me of um, a bigger Jarrett Johnson uh, is Brent Urban. This guy, we drafted him out of, I think he came out of Virginia. uh, And he's been back and forth with injuries and that kind of stuff. Hasn't really been able to get onto the field. But what I've seen out of him this year in preseason, he's been in the backfield on almost every play. Um, it's not that he's a pass rushing kind of guy. He's just, he's a mauler and he can, he can, you know, really help you in the run game. Uh, and he can really help you with getting, you know, those two or three yard losses from a running back or stopping somebody at the, at the line of scrimmage. That's what Jared Johnson, he never like blew up the stat board or anything like that, but you always love the production that you got out of Jared Johnson. And I think that Brent Urban can be that guy. Uh, so those are my two guys that I'm going to be watching this year and hoping that I see take that next step to be those guys. Um, thought about it. I'm thinking go out on a limb. Okay. At the end of the last season, one of the things I noticed when this guy wasn't in the game is it kind of hurt us. And he's not somebody that's overwhelming on the field. You know, he's kind of a bit of a letdown at times, but I'd like to see Jimmy Smith have a great year. Yeah, um, no, I agree there. I I know, I, I uh, my memory's a little bad, but I just remember there being games and we were getting burned or ate up on defense, and I think his absence was a big part of it. So I'd like to hope he can get healthy and have a, a good year as well and just make a difference out there. And I with the other guys that are out there with them, Jefferson and Weddle, I just think that's my hope, you know. Well, I can be a difference maker this year. Maybe cause it doesn't take, honestly, it doesn't take much. If you go through a season and a guy makes a couple key plays in games and wins the games for you, that, that's all it really takes for me. It's kind of like golf. I just need to have one or two good shots to, to <laughs> think it would good 18 rounds. Right. Yeah. Build that confidence up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's my call. I, I, I don't care for that one, but uh, you know. Nah, I I think it's a it's a really good call. I mean, look, it, it's he's another first round pick that uh, you know he's had his ups and downs. He's had his good times and he's had his bad times. Um, yeah. But he fits that mold exactly. I mean, the guy that you would want to have a breakout year, and um, I think 
you'll see him do better this year because, like you said, he's got better players around him in the secondary. Uh, but then I think the play up front, you know, with the extra pass rush and all that kind of stuff, you know, means that he won't have to cover as long. Uh, so I think he, it's, you know, bearing injury is set up for, uh, you know, a career year type thing. So that could very easily happen. I hope it happens. Um, that's a, that's, that's a good pick. Oh, so, uh, I try, you know, <laughs> well, let's, tonight, so. <laughs> let's go out on a limb here and, uh, let's say no more Christ. I hope there's not no more injuries happen, uh, for the rest of the year for the Ravens. So we finished this season fully healthy with our, you know, full staff that we have right now. What do you see the Ravens finishing at this year record-wise? Do you see them, you know, at 500? Do you see them better than five? Where do you see them finishing this year? I see them optimistically, I want to say, at best, nine and seven. Okay. Um. After this week, once I see him play, that might change. Um, I always wanted to go eight and eight. I think that's too easy. Right. Um, I do think they're a good team. I think they're competitive. I think they want to win. I think they'll make adjustments. I just don't. Um, I haven't seen enough on the offense to really have the confidence that we can go out and and win that many games. Um, that's fair enough. I mean. I think a lot of teams in our division are going to look good this year. I think a lot of people hate on the Browns, but at some point with all the picks they've had, they've got to do something you would hope. Um, if you were a Browns fan, you would hope. I don't really hope for that. <laughs> right. Um, you kind of got Jacksonville and London. That could go either way. I feel like those games are always hard to call because of the time difference in the travel um we play a lot of good teams i mean we're playing oakland you know pittsburgh's always good um if roethlisberger can stay healthy you know that's going to be a tough you know we could be happy with a split on that um indy's probably going to be good that late in the season when we play them uh cincinnati always plays hard so you know in the division, I can just hope for a 500 record there. Um, you know, with the games we play against those guys, but uh, Tennessee, man, we play a lot of good teams this year. It's I might have to go eight and eight. Yeah, yeah. All I mean, right. F- final Bay, final saying eight and eight. Yeah, Green Bay, Oakland, Tennessee. I mean, we got it's going to be a rough season, man. Yeah. No. I mean. I had when I sat down and really thought about this, I had a hard time coming up with a record. I'll be honest because it is a tough schedule. Um, now, I as far as the Browns go, um, I think they will be an improved team. Uh, you know, with Deshaun Kaiser now being at the quarterback position, they've drafted a couple of really good defensive players uh, in Miles Garrett and uh, uh, the safety they got out of uh, Michigan. I can't think of his uh, Jabil Prepper, uh, Peppers. Um, they, they've really done a good job rebuilding there. And I think Hugh Jackson has made a huge difference in Cleveland. Uh, but I still see the, the Ravens taking both of those games two and oh, I agree with you, uh, on Pittsburgh being a split. And I think, uh, 
Cincinnati will be a split as well. So I can see us finish an above 500 by a game in the division. Um, Now, like you said, the out of division conference or out of division schedule uh, is pretty tough. And my thing is if that's why I prefaced this being an injury free season, I think, our defense last year, believe it or not, was a top five defense as bad as our secondary was. Okay, so this year, I expect this team to to, to be top two as far as defense goes. I can see. I mean, I was drafted them this year. Right. I was, And it's uh, not being a homer. I mean, you're picking them because they're damn good. Exactly. Um, yes. I, that's all I heard in the preseason how good the defense look. Right. Um, so. And it's on all levels. I mean, it's it's the first string, second string, third string. They're super deep. They've I, I honestly I can't think of another Ravens team that's been this deep from top to bottom on defense. So, that's why I say like bearing injury, um I think this team can compete with the likes of well, Indy Indy doesn't really scare me. That yeah, They'll have Andrew Luck, but their their defense is awful. They don't really scare me much. The ones that scare me, like you said, uh, Oakland. That was a tough game that we lost at home last year to them, and I think we can, we could do, we could beat them this year with the defense that we have. Um, I think the 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 wild card is is the Green Bay. Uh, that's going to be a real tough game to win. So if I had to to put money on it. I would probably say ten and six. Ten and six. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go ten and six. I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are, and that's not being a homer. I think I really think, like I said though, the team's gotta stay healthy. Uh if that they can stay healthy, they've got the team to be able to go ten and six. Um I still think the Steelers will end up winning the division. Um, but I think the Ravens get in as a top wild card. And I can see the Ravens going to again bearing injury. I can see them going to the AFC Championship, but ultimately losing uh, to New England, and that'll uh, I guess that'll take us into our next our next topic. Um, speaking of New England, uh, New England's opening the season tonight uh, against Kansas City. Uh, New England's already up. We're recording this kind of late. New England's up seven to nothing, and they've got the ball here in the er, early in the first quarter. Um, how do you see this game panning out? So you've got New England and their high fa- high powered offense against Kansas City and their strong defense with their mediocre offense. How do you see this uh, this this one ending? I think it's seven to nothing um, now. I I'm hopeful that. Um, I think New England will win, but I think it'll be a close game. Um, okay. So I don't you know. Don't, you don't see the Super Bowl high, you know, because they're coming out this year at home. They've got the whole banner unveiling of the other of the Super Bowl from last year and all that. You don't see them being on a high where they where they go in here and dominate this Chiefs team. No, I I think they'll keep it close. Um, I I don't see them, you know, winning by more than ten or. You know, okay. but I'd be wrong. So, yeah, I <laughs> they, would I realize they got that uh, receiver out of New Orleans. Um, Brandon Cook? Cooks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, how the heck do these guys get these kids? Like, what? <laughs> I'm right. I don't know how New England does it, but the Ravens don't. But, um, so I, I think they'll be okay. But I, I'm hoping I got my fantasy team is I got Tyreek Hill and um, the running back Hunt. Yeah, Kareem so Hunt. I'm hoping Kansas City keeps it close. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't see him losing at home opening week after winning the Super Bowl and dro- dropping the banner and all that. I don't see him losing. I do think they'll win, but I think it'll be closer. So you're saying like a 10-point game? Yeah, 10-point game. Okay. I, I've got it a, I got a little higher. I, I'm more of it like a 17-point game. Um, I just, like I said, I, I think New England at home with the fans being all fired up with the banner and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Tom Brady kind of out in a mission, you know, to prove that, uh, you know, he's still Tom Brady and he's still, you know, going to be the, the quarterback that he's always been. Um, I see it being a 17 point game. Okay. Uh, but, uh, with that said, Tom Brady, he, he is now 40 years old. Uh, you think there's going to be any kind of drop off with him at 40 or do you think with him? It's, you know, just a number. I I honestly, I hope he drops off. Um, <laughs> I think everybody hopes he drops he, off that's not a Pats fan. I know he's, you know, he's got this ridiculous regimen and his diet and whatever. You know, he wears these pajamas that Under Armour made that are supposed to regenerate him or something. Have I you seen them. these pajamas on him or something? That, Under Armour sent me an uh, email or something and it was... <laughs> They have this technology in them that regenerate. I don't know. You go look at it, but uh, <laughs> you know he's he's trying to buy time. He's trying to you know fight Father Time. Yeah, it'll catch up with him. I mean, look at the young guys on his team, uh, Gronk or whoever. You know, they they get injured all the time. He's eventually it's going to catch up with them. It's going to take one big hit, or you know whether it's illegal or not. And I think it'll. It'll put him down. I mean, he's had injuries in the past, and he's come back. But I think if he has an injury like he has in the past, he's probably done. Okay, so um, I do think he'll play well. I just at some point, you know, if he's got to play through injuries, I don't think it's going to be as easy for him this year as it has been in the past. So you think this year there's going to be some sort of a drop off from him? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, just an FYI, it's now fourteen to nothing. It looks like Gronk just caught a touchdown. Uh, I think it's under review, so good for him. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, Christy will be happy though, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, um, I don't. I I don't think you'll see a drop off for him. Not yet. I think a lot of what makes Tom Brady Tom Brady and what makes him one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it is you know it's it's more mental for him than it is physical. You know, he's he's so smart uh, as a quarterback that he can make adjustments to keep himself relevant. What I mean is, like, yeah, he might not be able to throw the ball 60 yards down the field or anything, uh, but on the deep routes, he might have to, because maybe he doesn't have the arm strength he had you know, before, he might have to throw the ball a little earlier than he threw, and I think he's smart enough to be able to make those types of adjustments. Um yeah. 
And, you know, there's nobody better at reading defenses than him. And that doesn't fall off overnight unless you've got some sort of like, you know, amnesia or some kind of weird uh, (laughs) disease or something. Uh, I just think that that's kind of what sets the bar for him above everybody else. You see, he is a super intelligent guy. I hate giving him any kind of credit because I can't stand the guy. Uh, But I, I, that's why I don't see there being a drop off quite yet. I think he's got maybe another two or three years left in him before we see a drop off personally. Um, but the, the one thing that I think could affect him this year, uh, is the loss of, of Julian Edelman. Um, that's big. Like now, like you said that, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots. They, they stockpiled with Brandon cooks, um, they went out and just traded for Philip Dorsett from, uh, from Indianapolis, another burner. Um, so they always seem to kind of rebound. And when you look at Tom Brady's history, the slot receiver position has always been his favorite position. And it didn't matter who was there. I mean, for years it was Wes Welker. Then everybody, when Wes Welker lost, left thought, Oh, Tom Brady's going to suck now because Wes Welker's got, well, then, Amendola or not Amendola, then uh, Edelman came in, who was a damn quarterback in in college, and ended up you know being his next favorite thing. And now that he's down, you know he's got Amendola, he's got Hogan, he's got Philip Dorsett that'll you know step up into that role. I I personally don't think it'll affect him one bit. Uh, sorry, Edelman, you're not that good. I just think that Brady makes you who you are. <laughs> but uh, what do you feel on that? I think whoever they have in there, it, he. I think he's a difference maker. I think Tom Brady is. I right. don't think it matters who the receiver is as long as they can run around. Um, I just, like you said, I, whether it's Edelman or Amendola or Cook now, I think he's going to bring those people up to a next level. level. And I think it's the coaching, and I think it's Tom Brady. And I, okay. Well, I mean, I you 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 basically said the same thing I did. I, yeah, I completely. Um, in the past, like you said, oh, the Gronks out most of the season. They still go and they win the Super Bowl. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It. Who's that guy? I, I hate talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady is the type of guy that can be like, "Hey, you, throw a jersey on. Come here." I'm going to throw you the football. As long as you can catch the damn thing, you're going to do all right for us. You know what I mean? Run this route and catch the ball. It's going to be there for you. (laughs) That's just the type of quarterback that he is. And, you know, I hate him, but I respect him. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a douchebag, but he's a damn, he's a damn good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, And it kind of is what it is with him. So uh, I guess, and the last topic before I let you go, Ryan, Last thing I want to hit on, uh, and this is just gonna, th- you know, throw it all out there. Uh, if 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 the Super Bowl was tomorrow, uh, who's your two teams to make the Super Bowl this year? Easy pick for me. I like Green Bay. Okay. Uh, I think I wouldn't mind seeing them in there, and then anybody but New England. So I'll just say Oakland. What the hell? Wow. Okay. You actually, uh, you stole a little bit of my thunder. I, I was going to pick two 
kind of obscure teams, two teams that maybe could make it, maybe not. I was going to go out on a little bit of a limb, and and Oakland was my pick for the AFC. Uh, and on the NFC side, uh, I think despite all the controversy and everything that's kind of surrounding them right now, I think the Cowboys uh, will end up getting back back to the Super Bowl there. Yeah, I, uh, I think with everything that's going on with the Elliott situation right now, um, I think that's going to end up being pushed off until next year. So I think Elliott will get a full season in. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott, I know a lot of people are saying that sophomore slump and he's probably going to fall off. You know, the, there's no way he's going to do this year what he did last year. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think he's going to take another step. I mean, granted, he had a great year last year. I, I still think he's going to be the guy that he is. Um, and with that offensive line with Ezekiel Elliott there, it's just they're going to be an offensive juggernaut. Now, their defense isn't the greatest thing. They've got a, a very weak defense, and they've got some young guys that are going to need to step up and play. Um, but I don't see anybody in the NFC other than Green Bay and maybe Atlanta again really giving them a run for their money. So my Super Bowl winner, though, out of those two teams, I'm going to say Oakland. Oakland? Yeah, I'd say Oakland. Uh, I, I, I'm doing that for a couple reasons. One, they've got a good team. They've yeah. they've got a great team. So I'm not just putting them in there to put them in there. They've got a good team with the potential to do it. But why not? Why not send Oakland out with a, with with one more Super Bowl? You know, before you before you leave and you abandon town and you head for Vegas. Uh, there for me is uh, Lynch. So if he's healthy and he can still run the ball that beat i don't see what's stopping them right i mean they've got a great offensive line again uh yeah it, lynch is kind of a question mark because you know he's he's older hasn't played in a while so is he gonna be able to hold up for 16 weeks we'll see um but Derek carr is a budding star he's yeah, got he- great wide receivers to throw to with with uh amari cooper and uh and, yeah michael crabtree so they're a great offensive team. They've got a really good, solid defense. They're a good all-around team. I don't know. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm going to say Oakland. Uh, out of your two picks, who do you got winning? I like Green Bay. Um, I do really like Oakland, and that's why I picked them. Um, last season, I liked what I saw. Um, out of, you know, I, I like what I've seen out of Derek Carr since he's been in the league. And I, I think, like you said, they got a couple good receivers and everything. But I just think... Uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is a beast, and I think he's going to, you know, really take the team to the next level this year. He got rid of his girlfriend, and that's on the mend, you know. So I think he's going to be focused on football. I I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to carry them. You all right over there, man? Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I was just uh, checking time. This this interview that I promised you would be 20 minutes took a lot longer than I expected. I didn't realize (laughs) It wouldn't be. You get talking, man. We get talking, and it just carries on. So, no hey, man, it's as long as you're all right with it, I'm all right with it. But I'll uh, I'll let you go. I know it's a a work night, and I know you get up early. And uh, I thank you for taking the time to do this. It means a lot since uh, all the changes and everything that are going on with the show. Um, 
you know, with, with Matt no longer being here and everything and me kind of being on my own, uh, this, this helps me transition. And, uh, again, I, I appreciate it, Ryan. No problem, man. Well, there you have it, folks. That was my good friend, Ryan Hewitt, joining us on the show or joining me on the show. I should say it's going to take a little while to get used to, um, I'm excited for football season. Uh, it's 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 so many things for me. It's it's the excitement around the Ravens, uh, the excitement around fantasy football for all you fantasy football junkies out there. I think I have six teams this year. I promised myself I wasn't going to do more than three, but uh, yeah, that's that that never happens. Um, it, it's just. It's different than baseball. I love baseball. I played baseball for a very long time in my life, and it's uh, you know it, it's it's special to me. But there's just a different excitement around football. You know, baseball. It's 162 games. It's a grind, as AJ says. You know, Adam Jones says it all the time. It's a grind. You know, the football season. It's 16 games, regular season, and each one of them. It has a huge impact on how your season's going to end up. And, you know, it, it can be the littlest of things this way or that way that, that, you know, makes your team win or lose. And, you know, with the salary cap that the NFL has and the, the competitive um, side to it where, you know, even a Jaguars team is a quarterback away from being a p- potential playoff team. Uh, it's, it's, it's just different than baseball. And I always get excited for it. I'm always optimistic, you know, about how the Ravens are going to do. I don't, that's just the, uh, the Homer, I guess in me. Um, and the Homer in me says that Joe Flacco is going to come back. He's got a ton of targets out there. Um, you know, and, and, and I don't think the back's going to bother him and he's going to have a good year. And, and like I said earlier in the show, I, I see them finishing 10 and six. Um, you know, I, that's me being optimistic, but at the same time, trying not to be a Homer. Uh, you know, I listen to one Oh five, seven, the fan a lot, and I hear a lot of people call in and, Oh, you know, they're going to, they can go 11 and four, they can go 12 and three. I, some of these people are just, uh, blindsided by, by the color purple, but, um, you know, it's, I'm also on the defensive side, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, professionals out there and a lot of so-called experts that see the Ravens finishing 500 or even below. And I don't see that happening again. Like I said earlier, bearing injury, uh, but that's the beauty of football is, just a couple plays here or there is the difference between an eight and eight year and a 10 and six year 10 and six sounds so much better than eight and eight, but it's a difference of two games. A difference of two games in baseball means almost next to nothing unless it's towards the end of the year. Uh, It's just, like I said, it's a totally different feel. College football is back and, and that's exciting as well. Maryland, Went up to Texas. Now, look, before this game, uh, I I, I kind of said that if Maryland can just keep it competitive, meaning that if they can go into Texas and not get blown out, if they can keep it, you know, within, I'd say, a 10 to 17 point game, 
then that might turn a few heads nationally about where this team is at. You know, you're going on the road uh, with the, the 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 new coach in Texas who's got you know all these big plans about turning this franchise around or the school around, and you know if you can just stay with them, that that shows what Durkin's done, and that shows those recruits out there that Maryland's for real. Well, lo and behold, Maryland not, not only did that, but they went out there and they put a whoop into Texas. Not only did they keep it close, but they ended up winning the game 51 to 41. Um, it was, it didn't start off well. You know, I mean, it started off with a pick six for Maryland. So you thought, uh oh, here we go. But, you know, their quarterback, Piggy, uh, went out there and had a hell of a game, mainly with his feet, but showed everybody that he can still throw the ball down the field. DJ Moore, I want to say, had seven receptions for over 100 yards. So, you know, he can definitely – he's improved from last year. You know, last year he was a freshman. This year he's a sophomore. He's definitely improved his footwork, his mechanics. Um, He, You know, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he showed in that game that he can throw it. And they have to respect that. And Texas didn't respect that in the beginning. And and Maryland took advantage of it. Uh, But then down, I want to say, either the end of the third quarter or beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, Piggy got hurt. Uh, Looked like he had twisted up his knee. And they brought him out. Now, I never like to see anybody get hurt. And I hope Piggy comes back and he's playing uh, this week against Towson. But I was excited in a way because Kasim Hill is a guy that I was really high on uh, out of high school, and I was glad that he signed uh, his letter of intent to Maryland, and I couldn't wait for him to get started. And I really didn't think it would be this fast. I really didn't think that uh, he would see much of the field as a true freshman. But there it is, week one in one of the most critical situations in a close game against Texas, uh, in Texas. And he went out there and showed everybody, freshman or not, this kid's legit. And he did it both ways. He impressed me with his feet. I didn't really expect him to be as mobile as he was. This, This guy, to me, is more of your traditional pocket passer who does have the arm, uh, and it's only going to get better as he gets older and he gets stronger and bigger and faster. But he really impressed me with his mobility. Um, so super excited for the Terps and to see them pull that one off in Texas. Um, I hope that they can keep that momentum going and go home in front of the home crowd and put Towson where they belong. I love Towson to death. I work right down the street from the university, but show the national, the national guys that you're for real. Don't hold up because it's Towson. Don't pay down to your competition because it's Towson. Put them where they belong. They just, they Towson just took Morgan state 10 to nothing Morgan state. So, if this team can put up a 40-point win against Towson, 
then that's the kind of game that they need that the you know the experts need to see. Not only can they beat the likes of Texas, but even the smaller teams, Towson, they're not gonna they're not gonna hold lightly and they're gonna put their you know their full potential out there. So I'd like to see a big win with them this weekend against Towson. We'll see. Uh, but again, it's just football. Football's in the air. I'm still watching this uh, Patriots and, and Chiefs game right now. The Patriots up 17 to seven. I said that this would be probably, you know, a a 17 ish point game. But the Chiefs are driving here at the end of the second quarter with a minute left. They're at about the 50 yard line. So we'll see what happens. Um, looks like there's been some early jitters on both sides of the ball. It's opening night. That's kind of to be expected, but we'll see the real Tom Brady here in the second half. And I'm sure new England will, will put Kansas city away for the night. Uh, but that's it. Look, I, I didn't want, I didn't expect this show, uh, to go on an hour long. Uh, but you know, it, it, it has. And I appreciate everybody's patience with me in this, in this whole thing. And learning, you know, how to do this on my own. It's like I said, it's a totally different, um, totally different type of show, and and totally different feel for me. Uh, but again, uh, Matt, if you're listening, uh, I want to say thank you again for everything that you've done to help me get the show going. And you know that doesn't go unnoticed. And you know, I wish you luck with the the music. And I wish you luck with, with just everything, you know, I know you got a lot going on with, with, in life right now. And I know the job's stressful and everything. So, you know, hopefully all that calms down for you. Uh, you have more time to kind of focus on all of that. And, uh, again, I wish you nothing but the best, but for all you listeners out there again, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys again next week. Peace out. Are you ready for some football? Friends are back for Monday night time.